Wise Man's Page, the podcast where a hard-bitten private eye seeks out the mysteries of Patrick Rothfuss's Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 670. Millennia, and none of them held the barest whisper of the things Falurian spoke of. Forgive my interruption, I said, as politely as possible, and made as much of a bow to her as I could without going entirely underwater. Mollified, she continued, the fruit was but the first of it, the early toddlings of a child. They grew bolder, braver, wild. The old knowers said, stop. The shapers refused. They quarreled and fought and forbade the shapers. They argued against mastery of this sort. Her eyes brightened. But oh, she sighed, the things they made. This from a woman weaving me a cloak out of shadow. I couldn't guess what she might marvel at. What did they make? She gestured widely around us. Trees? I asked, awestruck. She laughed at my tone. No, the Feyan realm. She waved widely. Wrought according to their will, the greatest of them sewed it from whole cloth, a place where they could do as they desired, and at the end of all their work, each shaper wrought a star to fill their new and empty sky. Falurian smiled at me. Then there were two worlds, two skies, two sets of stars. She held up the smooth stone, but still one moon, and in it... But still one moon and it all round and cozy in the mortal sky. Her smile faded. But one shaper was greater than the rest. For him the making of a star was not enough. He stretched his will across the world and pulled her from her home. Lifting the smooth stone to the sky, Fulurian carefully closed one eye. She tilted her head as if trying to fit the curve of the stone into the empty arms of the crescent moon above us. That was the breaking point. The old knowers realized no talk would ever stop the shapers. Her hand dropped back into the water. He stole the moon, and with it came the war. Who was it? I asked. Her mouth curved into a tiny smile. She hooted. Who? Who? Was he of the fan courts? I prompted gently. Valerian shook her head, amused. No. As I said, this was before the Fey, the first and greatest of the Shapers. What was his name? She shook her head. No calling of names here. I will not speak of that one, though he is shut beyond the doors of stone. Before I could ask more questions, Valerian took my hand and nestled the stone between our palms again. This Shaper of the dark and changing eye stretched out his hand against the pure black sky. He pulled the moon, but could not make her stay. So now she moves twixt mortal and the fae. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I say, uh, are you the, the detective that they say is very good at finding missing people? Some people say that. Whether it's true, I leave for others to judge. I'm in terrible trouble. Can you help me, sir? I don't know if we should be trusting a small country lawyer. <laughs> they let dames like that be lawyers now this modern world <laughs> that's right I'm here to serve you a, a subpoena I may be a simple country lawyer girl but you've been served 
do lawyers serve subpoenas? I don't think I so. I don't know. Who does serve subpoenas? I think it's in Toronto, it's process servers. There's like a whole extra job that's just like, you know, like serving people notices. Okay. That is neither here nor there. Let's talk about the page because I have things. Much like the moon, it's neither here nor there. <laughs> I love it. So this story sounds an awful lot like Hespy's story to me. Uh, the the creation of the world sounds an awful lot like the weird house that uh, that Jax uh, unfolds. Um, uh, I, I think it's pretty clear that Jax is this is much like Jeremy. You were talking about the uh, the city the city names changing over time, warping. Seems to me that this story could be uh, a version of Hespi's story as it warped over time and grew in the telling and became more allegorical. But I think there's a lot of parallels here. Uh, yeah, well, and uh, it, in, it's in also... The story of Jax. Go ahead. Yeah, it's well, it's also very much like the story of Selatos and Lanra, which we have taken to be the story of the origin of Haliax, in that, you know, there are those who are wise and know how to use their power to keep things harmonious to use it for knowledge and defense never for attack and then there are those who have to like who aren't content with that who want to do more with their power and end up causing calamity because of it that does sound quite a bit like and and it results in a war a terrible war like that is the story of lanra and furthermore we have some evidence that there is uh Maybe they're not the same person, but who else do we know who's set behind the doors of stone or at least behind the doors of sleep? Um, this is, I think, the only time we we are told we have the phrase doors of stone, by the way. Um, I At first, I, I took this to mean that it might be a reference to Haliax, who, of course, is shut behind the doors or is rather, no, he's not shut behind the doors of, uh, of sleep and, and forgetting and death. Those are those doors are closed to him. Okay, I take it back. I don't know what this refers to. But um, we definitely know now that the Doors of Stone related to uh, this story, which we expect is related to Hespia's story. Therefore, uh, this this person who can still be called, like Florian doesn't want to name him, which implies that he's alive or at least like a concern. Um, and she also knows that he seems to be shut behind the doors of stone, whatever those are. Doesn't sound like he's dead or like a thing of the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, who else? Obviously, do we know that you're not supposed to say their name out loud in case they come? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, there's only there's only one person I can think of or, or one group of seven people. OK, so wait. Um, so Nick was saying that there's the, the doors of sleep and stuff and that. That wasn't actually a connection, but the four plate door is made of stone. Aren't the four plates metal? Yeah, I thought they were copper. The plates are, but the sto- the door is stone. It's four mm. plates on a stone door. Mm. Theoretically, there's only one door, though. I think I am assuming that it's a double door because I'm picturing that when close. Yeah, I, I I also in my brain I assumed it's a double door. It's just I don't believe it's written on the page specifically whether or not it's a double door or just one door. Anyway, the point is the the other important stone door that we know about is the four plate door. Well, I mean, we this is maybe off off the page, but there's actually quite a few candidates for the the doors of stone, or at least like for the thing that Quoth unlocks. There's the four plate door. There's the lackless box. There's these eponymous doors of stone. Um, 
can't recall if there's more, but uh, there's there's at least a couple candidates for what the thing that Quoth opens that should not be opened. I mean, if it's only one story, perhaps all those things are the same yes. thing. Yes. Mm. And uh, I, I've said this before. I suspect that Rothfuss... Jeremy doesn't like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I suspect that Rothfuss is also setting up like a really intense act of sympathy. Like all of the, the groundwork that Rothfuss is doing with sympathy is to set us up for something world-shaking that uses the principles of sympathy. And one of those might be something like opening the lackless box opens the doors of stone or vice versa, because they're related in some way. Um, and that would make sense if they're linked through sympathy. Hmm. I like that idea, but it, I can't put it together in my brain. Also, also, this is totally unrelated, but you said world shaking, and it reminds me that Sailor Jupiter's like move is world shaking. Wow. <laughs> fun, fun fact, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is now Sailor Moon Facts with Jordana. Yeah, just a little one though. Do you have any more Sailor Moon facts? Uh, not not pertaining to this page, no, or anything that you said. Oh, maybe later. <laughs> I do think it's interesting that the Fey Realm is something that Valyrian remembers being created. Like she wasn't born there; it's not her home. It's a place the Shapers made, and then the Fey came to inhabit it later. So I like that tells me that Fullerian is not, you know, is not indigenous to the Fae. That's an interesting idea to me. She's just been there so long. Maybe she's a prisoner. I don't know that she's a prisoner. She obviously was in the mortal world for a bit. That's how she ended up hanging out with. Was she? On on tomorrow's page, we'll, Fullerian will address oh. this. Shit. But maybe she didn't leave uh, Fae. Maybe... Maybe they came to Fay oh. to find her, oh. but there is something to that. That like maybe you know that maybe she's here against her will. Maybe that's one of the consequences of the war that certain factions or or beings were relegated there. The other question I have: so when the Shapers made the Fay, they created a whole new world. Uh, the greatest of them sewed it from whole cloth, a place where they could do as they desired. They, they made stars, they made two worlds, two skies, two sets of stars, but only one moon. There's only, they couldn't make another moon. Why is that, do we think? I mean, it doesn't say that they couldn't make another moon, they just didn't. I think the fact that they didn't, when they could do literally everything else, implies that they couldn't. Yeah, and that to me implies that there's something special about the moon in this, in this setting. There's something foundational, fundamental, magical about the moon. Well, it's an individual sounds of it because they call it she yes that's a good point the moon is uh, anthropomorphized many times in many different stories but not here because with Valyrian calls it it she says uh it, at least in this story she she refers to it as it not as an anthropomorphized she which is on kind the of next page oh. she does, she does refer say to she it as at she. a certain point though yeah on the next then page she refers to the moon as she Big surprise, Valerian, inconsistent. An unforgivable Shocking. crime. <laughs> I like that she picks up her bit of, of making fun of him and calling him an owl on this yeah. page. I mean, every page. Really. Who? Which makes a lot more sense to me than how, 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 how. 
Well, it, it it speaks to his accent. You know, he's got sort of a Northern Ontario. Dip. Yeah, if his yeah, if his O's are broad, <laughs> if his O's are broad. <laughs> oh yeah, let's go out for a rip to the Fay, eh, bud? I know that accent too well. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, letter letter Kvothi. <laughs> uh, yeah i'd watch that who wants to who wants to yeah who wants to make a, a youtube video that's letter quothy uh shot not but i will make art for it if you guys film it i mean i've never seen a single episode of letter kenny so i'm probably not the best person to do that oh wow i can't believe i've seen more letter kenny than you that's shocking i haven't seen a lot of letter kenny but jeff loves it it's a good show there you go. So I see it when he watches it on the YouTubes. It's very funny. It reminds me of my family. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just like the ones who still live in the small town that my dad grew up in. <laughs> wow. Sure thing, bud. They're not as bad, I swear. Is there anything else you hosers want to talk about on this page? I'm excited to read the next page. Every time they do the speaking in rhyme, I get goosebumps. So I'm looking forward to getting there tomorrow. All the goosebumps? I guess that's another, That's the last thing I want to call attention to. At the very end of this page, Fulurian slips back into rhyming. And it continues throughout all of the next page. And again, this... this and I wonder why, you know? Like, whenever she's talking about the moon in this sequence... And the nature of the moon and the rules of the moon, she gets into the the meter. Not during the story. So interesting to me. Listeners, you can ruminate on this mystery until tomorrow's page. Uh, the... Wind. Wind.